Yeah, I, found, I found this loop of like a keyboard doing that. Yeah. And I just like looped it over and over with different like effects on it. So yeah. it starts out like, and then the envelope like opens up and closes. Uh, and so eventually it's like, I gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Massacrats. I liked, um, I don't know what it was called, but it was, I think it was just called like movie music maker or something, but it was like a PlayStation. Yeah. And uh, I I used a very similar thing to that. It was called EJ. Oh, wow. Awesome. But my my favorite thing about one of them was they had phrases that were just said within rhythm. Like, you know, they had like three, four phrases and four, four phrases. But my two very favorite ones, which matched together, were shake your body like Henry Mole, (laughs) Aphrodite at the water hole. (laughs) So it'd be like, Shake your body like Henry Mole. Aphrodite at the water hole. I mean, hey, you know, if you want to like really express something deep in your lyrics, shake your body like Henry. I don't even know who Henry Mole is. Uh, Hey, Google, who is Henry Mole? Okay. All right. Miniature painter, apparently. Apparently. So he, he shook his body, I he guess. Shook, shake his body. Maybe he was like Pollock and he'd like put paint all over himself and shake it onto the canvas. <laughs> I, that would be that would be a really cool like in-depth lyric yeah. thing, like Zach was saying. Speaking of uh lyrics, we should probably get started. We should do it. All right. All right, Zach. Um at, are you waiting on me? On now? when oh. I say go. Three. Two. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. Yep. Okay. Let's do it. I'm Zach. I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And, and welcome to the Houseplants Podcast. We are here to talk about mostly the first one. Music, media, and that mission of Jesus. And music. Lots of music. Um, so we're... Oh, yeah. We're here to judge you, you titans of industry, you uh, musical sellouts. We obviously know way more. Yep. (laughs) Oh, 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 you think it's hard to write a song? Well, guess what? I I can just, you know what? Oh, words aren't everything. Oh, oh, God is great. He's really great. See, I'm Chris Tomlin now. And so, um, basically, probably could chart. <laughs> a lot. wow. Basically, yeah. what we're here to do is talk about all the ways they're not as good as we are. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're continuing uh, our second run of the um, CCLI top twenty. CCLI yeah. top twenty rankings. And again, let me preface by saying that was just a joke before. I guess we'll kind of have our own top twenty out of these. It might be different than. Their, oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of yeah, course, no. they're not ranking them based on like their judgment or anything. It's just popularity. And we've said, so. you know, mm-hmm. uh, this is not to uh, throw shade at anyone or be whatever mean. Yep. We we just find that uh, not only is it entertaining to have like a fun like time like this it's just like a fun one off mm-hmm. but uh of course we we like all these because they are within the realm of the mm-hmm. uh, of, of of worship and they're very good for the kingdom yeah. for people who listen to them but we are also going to have fun and rank them based on our personal look first of all we're going to all agree on the same subject matter but then we have mm-hmm. some personal stuff that might differentiate yeah. 
And of course, as you as you as you've seen from the title of this podcast, uh, fellow listener, that this is in fact part two. If you're not listening to part one, we encourage you to go back to part one. Yes. We will be doing a recap here yeah. in a few minutes, but I don't want to spoil and that for you um, be, uh, before we get that far. And, and we also, came up with one S tier song out of the entire like what did we do like? Eight? And we have we done did one the first eight one D tier because Zach D-tier. Zach was adamant about it. <laughs> and changed his answer. I changed my vote. <laughs> but um, also uh, look on Facebook or social media for our ranking when, when this episode yeah, airs. We'll we're gonna po- we're gonna post our like uh, so many uh, episodes like where it changes over time. So sure, yeah. Um, before we get into any of that, we're going to do some worship. Heck yeah, Zach. Um, I mean, this is just one of those like like lame. Like everybody's done yeah. this before, right? <laughs> I give this a four. <laughs> I wonder if this one ever charted on CCLI top twenty in its like Charlie Hall version. I do and like the Charlie Hall version. I, yeah. I mean, we're talking like uh, whenever this was written. I wonder if there was a CCLI like of hymns. Oh yeah, they were called hymnals. Oh, okay. they were books that you had to order. <laughs> this probably made the top twenty. Yeah, back it then. probably did. <laughs> It made um, it made all kinds of like Baptist hymnals and Methodist hymnals and right. things like that. Um, this is called Jesus Paid It All. It's classic. Um, we have to omit a Charlie Hall um, bridge yeah. that is fairly popular. So instead, we will sub back in the original third verse. Um, I like it. That was taken out in that version. So. Oh, nice. So here we go. Please lay. 
so thankful for this opportunity uh, to be your servants, uh, to build up your kingdom. Um, I ask that with this time that uh, uh, that you would bless what we do here. Uh, let our criticisms be uplifting. Let them be encouraging to the community at large. Help us to think deeper about how we worship you. We praise you for, for the blood. And we ask that you continue to watch over us every passing day. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well done, guys. Well done. Love that hymn. It's a good one. Oh, yes. I couldn't remember who prayed, so I just thought Bob should pray. I think it was Bob's turn. Um, Yeah, so there's one cool thing about this hymn that's going to come into play, I think, on the very next song we're going to talk about. But there's a structure to hymns where, like... um, you kind of teach some theology in the first couple verses. And then um, like the third verse kind of talks about like life right now. And then the fourth verse kind of talks about like your expectancy or like um, kind of like looks forward towards the future. So like it kind of does this in verse four, the last verse here kind of talks about before the throne. I stand in him complete. Jesus died my soul to save my lips shall still repeat. So it's kind of, it's, giving you kind of a worship in heaven description. Right. Uh, which I think is really neat. And there's a lot of other hymns that kind of do that. And uh, it influences. Uh, that's that's really neat. Songs. Yeah. I, I, I never realized mm-hmm. that type of structure, but the more I think about that, that uh, there are yeah, like, um, there's a lot of them. That come the up solid on. rock is like a clear example. Cause it's like um, faultless to stand before the throne is like in the last verse, you know, Oh yeah. When, when he shall come with trumpet sound, oh may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, fault, faultless to stand before the throne. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it gives you that kind of like eschatological, to use a big term. It's like a picture of like what's to come. You yep. Know? Yep. The second coming. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Cool. Awesome boys. So, so, so you said you feel like this might come in, come to play with the uh, with the next song on our list here. Yeah, just keep keep that in your back pocket. First one. Well, b- b- before Strong we do that, note. Let, let's go ahead and do a do a very short recap 
of where our list currently stands in the in the top twenty so far, and the three categories that we are using to judge. That's a good That's call. True. Okay, yes. Yeah. So those three categories are theological. Does it communicate scripture with integrity? Mm-hmm. Lyrical. Does it use language, metaphors, and rhyming well? Or in Zach's case, not rhyming. Which will come into play with 10,000 Reasons. Not yes. overusing rhyming is a good thing. There you go. Not mm, overusing. That's okay. a great way of phrasing it. Not overusing it. And lastly, uh, uh, musical. Uh, is it composed well and does the music fit the text? And so, Colin doesn't know anything about that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm, that'll be what yeah. I talk about most, but I'm actually a layman. <laughs> I never play music. And so from, uh, from, from our rankings of best to worst, here, here's where we currently stand. In S class, we've got This is Amazing Grace. In A class, we've got Build My Life, uh, What a Beautiful Name, and Living Hope, those three songs. In B class, we've got Nothing terrible bell curve so, so <laughs> in c-class we've got who, who who you say i am Waymaker, great are you lord and in d-class we have raise a hallelujah okay maybe some b's uh c's d's and maybe even some f's i don't know if an f will happen yeah i'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure like, i'm not yeah. sure i'm not sure what would make I think, something an f i think an f would just be like a song that was completely blasphemous was terrible to the ear and repeated the same words over and over if it was like the devil rules like over and over and over then it would probably make it i think i heard that song is written by slayer right (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so there is one song that comes to mind that could potentially rake an f but i don't think they're in the the top 20 so sure Mm -hmm. so but there's one one song that i can even think of that is sung in in worship that could potentially make it call an f oh yeah but the, the only the only way to get an F in our rankings based on our points thing is for the, the sum of the three of our votes of, on points to be less, less than of, or five or less. Yeah. So we'd both have to either vote a two and a one or we'd have to vote. Yeah. Like, we'd all, all ones. have to do like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Under, okay. We'd all have to vote under two. Right. So yeah. um, without further ado, what is the first song? The first one we have up here now in the list is 10,000 Reasons. So this is number nine of the CCLI top 20. Yeah. Correct. So, so we did eight last time. So we're starting yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, we did the top eight and we're coming down we're to number nine. number nine. And Great. clearly this song, 10,000 Reasons, is going to get high ranked because just based on its own merit, it's yeah. been on the CCLI for like 20 years. This song was composed around 2011. Yeah, I like to call this one. Oh, not twenty years then. I like to call yeah, this but, one ten years. But but, yeah. but but you're right. The fact matters. It's been around forever, and it's still in the almost top twenty almost worship years songs. Still in the yeah. top twenty. Yes, the, I you, call you it worship services on the Sunday Mr. Brightside of worship. Oh, you know, Mr. Brightside <laughs> by the Killers has been on the yeah. Billboard charts. I think it still is. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like 2005. Yes, yeah. we understand. I'm going out of my head, and I'm feeling just fine. Yes, yeah. we understand. <laughs> yeah, we get it. All right, Killers, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, uh, who wants to start with their uh, talk about what they think about the song? Um, I I would rank it pretty highly, and I think that um, it follows a hymn structure which mm. is kind of rare these days. Sure. I really like that. Um, it kind of starts out by talking about um, God's mercy and how he's like there uh-huh. for you um, throughout every day of your life. Mm-hmm. And then the second verse goes on to describe a bit of the attributes of God. It says you're slow to anger. Um, and it kind of talks about like why we praise him. And then the third verse talks about like the end kind of, it's kind of, it takes on the role of like the looking forward to the future verse, which is verse right. four in a lot of hymns. 
but it says, um, on that day when my strength is failing, the end draws near, my time has come. Still my soul will sing your praise unending. And then it kind of gives you the, uh, the heavenly outlook, 10,000 years and then forevermore. Um, and so I think it's really, really beautifully, beautifully wraps it up with that anticipation of like what God's going to do. Um, so I really think theologically it says a lot of really good stuff. I can see that. Yeah. I, I really like this one just because the lyrics that are used here, it is very, very poetic. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. It, it really paints an image. It's not just rich it, in love, slow to anger. Like I really like that. Yeah. Um, repeated pattern there. Where, yeah. where, where you find some songs where you're just, you feel like you're saying the same lyrics over and over again in different mm-hmm. orders. This one, just the imagery here is absolutely beautiful. Um, and so, I mean, even from the first one, the, the, the opening line is the sun comes up. It's a new day dawn, dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever mm. may pass and whatever lies before me, let me let me be singing when the evening comes. And so you got this this the start with the sun coming up. It's a new day dawning. Yeah. Let me be singing when the evening comes. This I want to be singing all day long, no matter what comes my yeah. way. It's I, I, so so you you've got this imagery here that's I don't know I just I I really really appreciate the way that Matt Re, uh, that Matt Redman and Jonas Mirren uh, constructed these words together mm-hmm. it, it, these lyrics it is it is absolutely the verses are beautiful yeah. um, despite its age I will say that this one if this long song, song comes up in worship I might think hmm well that's an old one but I never think like oh no not this song again yeah you, you, you know what I mean it, it didn't it. Somehow it escaped the um, the overplayedness. Yeah, I mean we don't. I don't think we do it either at Asbury or at church. I don't think we do it as much now as we used to. Sure, but we could still do it, and it would be comfortable and familiar. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would feel overplayed or out of place. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. It's not like Shine Jesus Shine <laughs> <laughs> or um, the God of Angel Armies or something like that. <laughs> Colin, what do you think? So, um, I'm teetering on what, what rank, what number to give it. Okay. Um, but I will say this. It's a song we've done for so, so long. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm surprised that it was written in 2011. Uh, I feel like we had done it before that. We, we, I believe that we had done it at Northridge long before 2011. Maybe I'm wrong about that number. I'm I'll, thinking, I'll double check while you're, I, while you're talking. Okay. If I had to guess, I would say 2010 because I don't think we ever played it while I was still a student and at the BCM. I remember doing it when we were at Northridge, when you and I first went to college before 2009, even. I don't know about that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, so it's fine. We'll 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 uh we'll determine that thusly. But I will say yeah. this, lyric wise, amazing. Okay, yeah. that's that's the first thing. Gotcha. Lyric, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like there is something to be said about not rhyming at all, which the song does. It's true. It doesn't, it doesn't have rhymes. any rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I, I never noticed that. It doesn't really. See, a good song will make you not notice. So if the lyrics are, you know, the sun comes up, it's a new day dawning, it's time to sing your song again, whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. It's just, they, the lines are just. Now, now to, to, be, to be fair, verse two is an ABCB type verse. So there, there, there is at least one. You're rich in love and slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind for all your goodness. I will keep on singing. 
10,000 reasons for my heart to find. Yes, A, B, C, B. That's yep. true. Yeah. That's true. Um, so here's what I'll say. They, th- if the purpose of the song was to, to, to kind of like impart the truth, um, that would be, that would be kind of an interesting thing of just being like, Hey, we didn't care that it rhymed, but I will say oh. that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the lyrics are based on scripture. Yeah. I actually have like a big list here of different scriptures. A lot of them being the Psalms, which I super duper love. Oh, that's, that's automatic bonus points for Colin right there. It um, is. It is. And so well, things I mean, like Psalm 103. We've, we've talked about it before. There's entire traditions of Christianity out there that for a long time only sang Psalms. <laughs> this, I mean, this song draws very heavily from Psalm 103, which uh, I could read in its entirety, but, I, you know, it's a big, it's a pretty long Psalm, so I won't. But um, it draws heavily from that. It draws heavily from other Psalms. Um, and all of this is scripturally accurate and great. Um, it, you know, it sings about all the different aspects of God. So obviously it's great. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I wonder if whoever wrote it could have made a little more effort to structure it in a way that felt like a little more organic, but I've been playing it the exact same way so long. It feels very natural to me, but when I re-listened to it, I said, huh, interesting. It seems like they just kind of threw the lyrics in there but they don't really rhythmically or rhymically make sense. But, and then I looked up what the scriptures are based on and they're actually different phrasings of the scripture. So they're not like scripture verbatim. They're like switched around. So I wondered to myself, huh, he switched around the scriptures, but he didn't make them rhyme. Maybe he just condensed what they were saying, which is fine. So my, my ultimate assessment of this is I think lyrically it's amazing because it's the truth of the scripture. Musically, I would say it's not as profound musically as I would w- maybe expect out of like a top tier song. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I wondered about that because um, doesn't it have like kind of an Irish melody to it or it, it there's d- something, there's something distinctive about the melody, but I can't um, put my finger on it. I mean, it, it is a good melody line. That's what I will say. But the chords yeah. are pretty simple. They're just mm-hmm. one, four, one, five six, four, one, just like uh, kind of around. And um, it kind of just continued and it very much is a hymn. So if you consider it like a hymn, then it would just have that sort of like repetitive structure to the way that the melody line moves, which is fine. Um, We're going to be talking about another song later in this list, which I revere very highly. That is the exact same way. And so I'm teetering on the, on the (laughs) very, very best I could give it in nine. And I'm sort of wondering if there is anything holding me back from giving it a 10. So yeah, you, I'm, you're I'm looking right at there, a nine. I'm okay. right there with you. I I um I'm trying to also decide between nine or ten. Okay, so, so, so. I guess right now I will say nine. Okay. But I will say that it is so familiar and so loving of a song to me that all of the other little tiny fault things that I could say about it don't mm-hmm. really matter to me. But in terms of like the best a worship song can be. I'm not so sure this one is the best a worship song. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. Sure. And, and, and I, I very much agree with that. Um, musically, I think it fits, but it is also very, very simple. Yeah. Uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just maybe I would have liked them a little yeah. more complex in, it, in that. But but yeah, and I, I, I think there you could have potentially gone a little deeper with the lyrics. 
but it's I still find it to be beautiful and poetic. Yeah. So which is why I'm also leaning more towards the eight to nine range. So the 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 psalm language is very very like relatable language, even as we've interpreted it. Like even from the King James, if you were to read like really really old versions of the Bible, when you listen to Psalms, the language used is very much like God, I pray to you every day. Uh, I sing for joy at the works that you've done. And so that kind of language translates to modern very, sure. very easily and feels like a lot of new worship songs. Right. And so that's the language they're using. Sure. Now there are three different routes you can go in writing wise. There is the like very modern poetic. I can't remember what they call that, but it's like the expressionistic, uh, almost like mm-hmm. poetic lyricism of like, uh, you know, things like metaphor or things like, uh, you know, wordplay, but this doesn't really need to do that. It just mm-hmm. gets the point across. Yeah. But like you said, that's also a decision. So sure. it depends on the decision of the writer, but yeah. it seems like if they're sticking to what the Psalms sound like, they've done their job. Yeah. That's what I would say, but yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. no. You're totally fine, man. Yeah. yeah. So, I okay. Think, I think I will give this a 10. Um, all right. I think it's got, I think the beauty of it outweighs any nitpicks I would have against it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going with the nine. So that may, that gives that nine, gives, nine, 10. Yep. That, that is a uh, S rank. That is S rank. Yes, is. S rank, rank, rank. There should be like a, uh, I wish there was a, what is that? That party favor sound effect. That thing, that thing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we had those, we could do that for S rank. <laughs> Didn't you have those over the Christmas special or something? I'm yeah, I had oh, a few okay. of those. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Um, okay, that's funny. I wonder if there's any listeners out there that just hate this song for some reason. It is a song that's been maybe overplayed. Could you could been, make the argument, yeah, overplay it. Yes. So and, and if you if you hate this song, then I want to hear from you because normally we are tearing apart things that a lot of other people like. <laughs> so I kind of want to hear the interesting. Opposite. Yes, <laughs> interesting. Now, now, now d- d- just to bring a bit of clarity, this song did in fact release in 2011. Uh, it was written by Matt, uh, Matt okay. Redman and Jonas yeah. Mirren. Um, it, uh, it, tr- it peaked in 2012 on the Billboard U.S. Christian Songs at number one. Okay. And in 2013, it won some Grammys. So I always assumed this was part of Passion when Matt Redman was more involved in Passion. It do, it does appear on a Passion album, like the 2012 yeah. okay. Passion album. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. so then uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe I got my... Uh, Maybe I got my timeline mixed up then. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah. it, it, there's no doubt it is like it has become very much a classic, which is why nine years later, it I'm is sure, still I'm on sure the it'll list. still be on the right. chart next year. It okay. changes fairly slowly. <laughs> so. All right. So that is it for uh, 10,000 Reasons. We're moving on to number 10, which yes. is Reckless Love. Reckless, Reckless Love. love. Hmm. This is a very polarizing song. I, I actually um, am not as critical of this as... I thought I would be. Oh, really? Yeah. I want to hear some of y'all's thoughts before I weigh in. So I guess since Zach went first last time, I will kind of, um, I will kind of weigh in a little bit. Um, you were singing over me. Um, so here's the thing. I, I, a lot of these I've not heard. A lot of these I had not mm-hmm. heard before. Isn't Corey Asbury from Bethel music? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. They are related 
I think Corey Asbury yeah, might be. It, this was done by Bethel Music Publishing, so in yeah. that sense, there is definitely a connection. So okay. Bethel, it was published by their yeah. by their yeah. publishing branch, but I'm not sure if he's directly part of so Bethel. I actually rail against Bethel a little. So there's kind of like a movement around surrounding Bethel, and yeah. there's Bethel, and then there's like IHOP. For International, International House of Prayer, prayer mm. instead of pancakes. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they have a lot of they have a lot of worship leaders, and they kind of they exchange songs and things back and forth. Um, so I think I know people who might have met Corey Asbury at some point, kind of through our IHOP people who are around Asbury. Which also, he has no relation to Asbury um, College or Seminary. I'm assuming. Yes. Or <laughs> so, um, unless he's related to Francis Asbury, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so um here's the thing there are a lot of pet peeves i have about modern popular mm-hmm. popular songs this song however i believe that the singer whoever this cory uh cory asbury guy mm-hmm. i think he's got a very very good voice very good tone to his voice oh yeah compared to some people at bethel that i don't think has a great tone he has a very very good tone so i was just making a clarification there that uh this was one of those like where the singer to me sounded very pleasing to the ear um, but the other thing is there is a kind of a uh, uh, in impromptu, impromptu sort of language he's using. Uh, it doesn't really it, it's not very formulaic. It's mm. more like him expressing himself as if he was just talking to a yeah. friend. He's like, oh, you're so, so good to me. Oh, you you know. Yeah. And so that's the first thing I think that he he sticks to that a lot. Um and at first I thought maybe it's just kind of like a laziness thing. But then later in the lyrics, he actually does do a lot with scriptural reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 99 reference, the um, uh, 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 something about mountains. Uh, uh, you chase me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. Uh, again, uh, later in the end. There's no mountain you won't climb up on the bridge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and so it's very simplistic lyrically. But I think that his intention was sort of the same intention as like John Mark McMillan's uh, how he loves. Yeah. He is expressing in an impromptu way, like the love of God. And he, he says God, he doesn't just call it like, Oh, you're so great. Um, And I think musically it's very, it's, it's found. I found it very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't fit the mold of a typical uh, worship song musically. It felt a lot different. Uh, to me when I listened to it. And so uh, because of that, I actually was, I looked at it very much as like a John Mark McMillan song. Cause John, you know, how he loves yeah. doesn't fit the mold, Yeah, but it's very, but if you, if, if you really beautiful song too, it's beautiful yeah. sounding, but the, the chords are still the four chords, mm-hmm. but it doesn't fit the mold of a typical uh, uh, pop or whatever kind of song. And so then I started thinking about, I'm like, is that song, how he loves by John Mark McMillan. What would I give that? That's interesting because it's so simple. Yeah. And then the only other interesting things about the song is that he kind of makes personification imagery, like about how, um, he loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending. Yeah. And in this way, he, you know, one yeah. of the, so I'll read, I'll read some lyrics just cause uh, to put it in perspective. Oh, the overwhelming, a never ending reckless love of God. We'll talk about the word reckless. Oh, it chases me down, fights mm-hmm. till I'm found, leaves the 99. 
I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Yeah. When I was your foe, you still fought for me. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. You have been so, yeah. so kind to me. So right. I think that the- it's very um, it's very poetic. Mm. Mm. But yeah. also yes. impromptu sounding mm-hmm. to me. It sounds like he it would be like a person rattling off why why he likes or loves uh, like a loved one or a best friend. Or yes. Something. If you were yeah. put on the spot for it. If, right. So it's not yeah. like he's making this like del- uh, this very specific structure. But he's if, not going point by point theologically in like a hymn structure. But yeah. I think it's not his intention to do that. Right. Which is yeah. why. And I and I would argue that's why he used the word reckless the same way that John Mark McMillan uses the word sloppy wet kiss. Mm-hmm. Now is I know we're about to get into the contentious reckless yeah. word. Yeah. Is that okay to say about God's love? Now, I think this is going to be my last point and then I'll let you guys yeah. do whatever. I think if you describe God's love as reckless, I think that I mm-hmm. think it can make sense yeah. because what he describes in the song is that yeah. God loves him regardless of the bad things he's done. He regardless of the dumb things, like when he makes the reference of the 90, the 99 sheep and he's the one that went astray, that would mean that Jesus was being reckless by going to try and save the one and maybe letting the others run away, which we hear that referenced a lot lately uh, about different things about the 99 sheep Uh and the one that went astray. But I think in those situations he's describing, the word reckless could make sense. Yeah. Describing God as going after someone even to maybe even God's detriment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To so, save, well, to save or and, love someone. And, 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 and this was paralleled very much. And it was intentionally. So in Hosea, uh, where, yes. where God commanded Hosea, the prophet to marry a prostitute yeah. because yeah. he wanted that imagery of, right. of right. I, uh, th- this doesn't make sense. And I children and have this. children who would be bad as well. Yeah. And yeah. so, so, um, but this, this doesn't make sense. This is not a good relationship, yet this is how I view my relationship with you, the prostitute Israel, That's you know, right. uh, you know, my, 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 the children, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. yet and yet I'm still coming after you regardless. And, and people would say that that would be a very reckless relationship to be involved in. Is that is that as deep as he's going with this? Right. I can't say that. Yeah. I don't know his intention with I, the word, sure, yeah. but you could make a feasible argument with the scripture and it wouldn't bother me at all to say it. I think. Yeah. So yeah. this is, this is what I always wrestle with. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I'm leading worship, I see myself as asking the people of God to sing something to God. Uh-huh. I take that pretty seriously in my role as a worship leader, not as the person who's trying to invent like something catchy and like get a crowd, like hooked on like some kind of musical or lyrical hook. Um, I think of it as facilitating like a conversation between the people and God. So I think if there's something that's not biblical or somehow not true, then it makes me very uncomfortable to think like I'm asking people to sing this. Yeah. So I always have, um, I'm always wrestling when um, it's these types of songs that are more on the creative side with it rather than like the biblical side. Yeah. So for instance, when I'm doing like no longer slaves and 
talk about how God split the sea so I could walk right through it. Like I think about all the biblical references to, um, to the Exodus. I think about how Paul relates the Exodus to our baptism. Mm -hmm. How that's a very significant event of God, like acting and we're, we're, we're calling that. Um, but then with like reckless, I, I think I know what, the author might've been intending, but I don't necessarily know how that's hitting everybody. And it's kind of the same thing with sloppy wet kiss. And I've defended sloppy wet kiss for various reasons. Like I do think that's a good lyric. I think it's me. I think, I think it's a good lyric, but (laughs) I, I, I have never disregarded people from feeling uncomfortable about it because I can understand that. And especially like in, and if you're, if you're arguing, which I'm, I'm understanding now is the idea that somebody sings the word reckless and that feels weird in their spirit to say that. Yeah. I can understand. I wouldn't want to put a stumbling block there. Yeah. And so I guess what it comes down to, to me is, is it, is it biblical? So I, I think we would probably say, you could make the case that God's love is reckless, right? But reckless is not a word that the Bible ever uses to describe God or God's love. Well, there's a lot of things Christians use that aren't yeah. in the Bible, like Trinity yeah. and yeah, whatever. And mm. I've heard a lot of people say, <laughs> that, yeah, right. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I've heard but, a lot of people say that it depends on how you define reckless. Right. Reckless you is know. an English word. Yeah. You know, right. like uh, I think that it. <sighs> Reckless means without abandon, maybe even to the detriment of yourself to do mm-hmm. something, right? Yeah. And so when I thought about that, my first inclination was to say, like, well, well, what what benefit does God have for still calling out to Adam in the garden? He could have just yeah. been like, Well, this is a mess up, and then like yeah. put his put his clay back together and made another one. Yeah. Like the point was that God yeah. God is to his detriment seeking after people who are like like you said, the prostitute in Hosea yeah. Yeah. that are maybe even like actively opposing him. Yeah. And to me, the idea of that might seem reckless. Well, to the point of death on a cross. I mean, he let his That's creation true. True. sacrifice. Jesus him. dying on a cross for those people could be seen as reckless. If, if you are looking from a human perspective, well, yeah, it's, it, yeah. What, God came to earth to be born, right? To merely uh-huh. to be put to death by his very creation. Right. I mean, I mean, I would sure I'd be, I'd be sure yeah. that, um, what's his name? Um, I think Judas would have called Jesus reckless. He did kind of. Oh but, yeah. yeah. But I don't think that language is ever used. Yeah. Sure. Does that mean that <laughs> the thing is, I, I think the only implication I would make that makes it unbiblical to say that God's love is reckless is to imply that it didn't have a, 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 a grand design. Yes. I, I, it could, I think it, that it, might it, be it, what, how that hits people wrong is yeah. they feel like it's cause like, yeah. I feel like the biggest like miscommunication between mm-hmm. like someone like me, who's a bit more on the Arminian side of things and somebody who's a bit more like Calvinist sure. would be that they would say um, that I'm not making a big enough deal about God's like sovereignty, uh. you know, cause they kind of misunderstand the idea that God allows for like, free will uh-huh. and all this stuff. Cause it like, Oh, well then he might not know what's going on. Well, I would say he does, you know, he's still all knowing all powerful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, even, even, even as an Arminian. So can somebody be reckless and yet also have like a grand design to things? I would say only God could. That's right. You know? It's possible yeah. for God. Well, like, yeah. um, so, so let me reread the lyric so. and just, just to facilitate what he is saying. No, I, I understand. We don't need to hang on this one too long. But the lyric, what he says in, I think, yeah. verse two, um, 
It says, when I was your foe, you, your, you still your love fought for me. Mm-hmm. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. And so I guess my point is that I would see a, a perspective of recklessness in that God mm-hmm. has no reason yeah. to go after the one sheep that is defying him. Yeah. But, but, and it might seem reckless. Anyway, I, I'm going to give this an eight. You're going to give it an eight. Crazy, eight. crazy. <laughs> but only because I think that what he was saying in the song makes sense to me. Yeah. And it fits the same mold as something like, yeah. oh, how he loves. Doesn't need to be complicated. Feels very genuine and just references what he's saying. Is, is that yeah. the love yeah. of God, basically? So if, if this song was originally recorded live, like a live worship service is kind of like, and as you said, kind of very impromptu. And it just happened to make uh, it onto this to this live CD recording, mm-hmm. then I think I, I would probably be leaning much more towards that. But because this was a studio recorded style song, yeah, with these lyrics that you, as you point out, feel very impromptu, not as mm-hmm. well yeah. polished, and maybe that was his artistic design, but it just it feels doesn't feel very fully cooked to you. Yes, exactly. I think that's mm-hmm. a great way of putting it. And so I, I I'm I'm, I'm going to go seven on it. I'm going to go okay. seven. I'm going to go a six. Um, I think that it's very strong musically. And I think that the lyrics are very poetic. Like he makes very good use of like imagery mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but I kind of wish it was like, it seems like this song is mostly kind of poetic expression with some biblical ideas to kind of like wrap it together and like right. back it up. I would rather see kind of the opposite, like kind of a foundation of biblical ideas with yeah. some idea like maybe the word reckless thrown in there. So like if it had a bit more like a like I would want to see a bit more scriptural reference like in the in the verses to kind of right. flesh out the idea and then maybe once you've kind of um talked about like why God is the good shepherd that does go after that one sheep when the 99 are still there um then I can maybe get behind the reckless idea a bit because I kind of know more about like what it means to say God's love is reckless. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. You've <laughs> swayed. You've swayed me. I'm gonna You're give gonna it a seven. Years. Okay. Give it a seven. seven. You're gonna go seven. That's a good point. <laughs> the point is, if the you made a good point, which ah. is that, which is that the <laughs> word, which is that the word reckless, <laughs> the word reckless might need some clarification. Needs, needs clarification. You're right. So Bob, what is it? Seven, seven, fourteen, and six is twenty. Yeah. Does that give us a B rank or something like that? Uh, that is that would be our first B rank. That is just, right. just barely B. B, 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 B. <laughs> a B plus because it sure. teeters oh, right yeah. on the edge. Absolutely, right? pretty does. close to A. I still really like it. Like yeah. I said, I, I, I still... think it feels right at at B. I would have said B or C. Okay. Um. All right. So, which is interesting because a lot of people would say either that's an A, like one of their favorite songs, yeah. or F because it's heretical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what people. I, I seriously wonder what people would rate uh, John Mark McMillan's "Oh How He Loves." Oh, I know. Yeah. A lot David of Crowder sort of cleans it up and makes it a little more poppy, but John Mark McMillan's felt very like. Uh, I would love to talk about that song sometime. It's not on this list. Yeah. No. But um, we'll have, maybe we can do. Maybe we can do a like top 20 of a different list and, and go down at like a nineties yeah. list or something. All right. So moving on number 11, what do we got, Bobby? Glorious day. This right here. This is a passion That's what the guitar does. And the leader normally is Christian Stanfield. If I'm not mistaken. 
Um, I actually like the passion live performance of video for this. It's very, very yeah. good. Oh, and then there's like this electric lead that's like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, right. it reminds me of a song that like me and you would write and like try to play live with like an electric guitar. Yeah. Drummer. It's nice yeah. to have 20 or 30 really talented people all on a live stage <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Who already all have like albums <laughs> and <laughs> to just like play what you want them to play. When in that Pat moment. Barrett is like your lesser known, like backup acoustic yeah. rhythm guitarist. Yeah. In this video, <laughs> it actually has David Crowder uh, there like playing just like on a, uh, acoustic and not really doing a lot. Yeah. He's just in playing the, acoustic. In the live version of this one, it's like at the end of passion and it's like everybody comes out for the, they're grand. jumping Hoorah, yeah. yeah yeah okay no, and, and i think i think that part of it is um where where you have everybody where this song and the reason why you have everyone come out they they say for the last hurrah because it's so upbeat and that is feels very unusual to me for a lot of modern worship songs to have a very upbeat song just feels different that's true we have um i feel like worship for a long time was very like either rock driven or like tried to be you too. And we've kind of made or this, introspective. We've kind of made this shift. And now the primary like drive in worship seems to be more pop, mm-hmm. like yeah. more modern stuff. Yeah. Um, but for a while there, like that was kind of what I cut my teeth on was playing electric guitar. And I was like, well, I got to sound like the yeah. edge. For yeah. worship. So. <laughs> um, yes. And I will say, speaking of the edge and speaking of you too, I believe that of the songs on the list, the glorious day song sounds the most like a U two song. Yeah. Or a cold, or like an upbeat Coldplay song. Yeah. Like uh, Every Teardrop's a Waterfall. It does remind me of that. Um, I do like that song. I'm going to go ahead and just put my rank out there right sure. now. And then we'll okay. talk about it and see if it changes. I'm even in a 10. You're going to give this one a 10? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. I've, I've heard it only one other time before, and it was at Lighthouse one yeah. time. Then I re-listened to it, several versions, and I started really contemplating, like, why do I like this song? And... It hits every single like check mark that I, I yeah. enjoy about a worship song. So um, that's I, I'll leave it there and let you guys talk first, and then I'll kind of go through some more detail after. Yeah. Okay. Go, go ahead, Zach. Go okay, ahead. so we'll we'll talk. Let's talk some lyrics. We've okay. Already, yeah. Let's talk lyrics. We've agreed that we like the music in this song. Oh yes, um, very much so. Have yeah. we? It's. It's, I'm just kidding. It's very fun to play. <laughs> well, you up, gave it a ten, yeah. so I'm thinking yes. Yeah, I do. I do like the lyrics. <laughs> I was just making sure. You'll, you'll have to you'll have to jam out with me on this one sometimes. It's very fun to play. Oh yes, um, especially like if you got a drummer who's very exuberant. <laughs> so right. So makes it very fun. Um, yeah, I think this is a song that tells kind of a testimony. And so I think um, one mm. of its traits, like if I could give it a special ability, would be like relatableness. Like it has this thing where like you can like sing this as your story. Like anybody who has given their life to Christ, right. you can say, um, it was my tomb till I met you. Like yeah. he talks about like having shame, having weight, having failures, not being alive. Basically, life was a tomb to the person singing this song till I met Jesus. Um, so I really like that. And then Jesus is the one who you called my name and I ran out of that grave out of the darkness into your glorious day. Um, and that's just kind of, that comes in as a very triumphant chorus. Right. Yeah. Well, let's just talk, I mean, real quick and then I'll let you go back. Uh, dynamically, this, this song dynamically, as far as the music goes, like the way that they stop and start, at the pivotal moments is like top yeah. tier. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's like masterclass the way that they do the stopping, like 
you called my name and then it stops and it goes and I ran out of that grave and then they go yeah. back into the music fast yeah. it kind of reminds me of um uh it kind of reminds me of that uh 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 uh, uh, uh I guess it's Wonderwall um it's just playing guitar yeah and then it goes backbeat the word is on the street and then the drums go it's like actually on like the third beat of that measure full yeah so it's actually not on the one like when the drums come in they actually come in halfway through the second verse so we've compared this to u2 coldplay and oasis so this must be a british song (laughs) (laughs) it is passion uh, passion has a lot of british singers no i just think um, matt redman yeah that's true um I, I would argue uh, uh, there's a few English singers. I just don't know who they are. But when I hear them say certain words, I'm like, oh, this is an English guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. This guy's yeah. English. And, uh, l- 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 let me back up real quick. Good. When they the, say good. The, 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 the way that this the, these lyrics are constructed, mm. the, the, they feel so much more polished. You, you, you have, honestly, yeah. a similar feel lyrically. Um, not, not musically, uh, not in the execution, but lyrically, they have a similar feel to Reckless Love in some respects. Obviously, the message is slightly different. Yeah. But but you also have this really long, but but you, ha- you have this description going on in the verses, and then you get into this, this bridge where it's just this long string of okay. thought. I love the bridge. For yes. me, the bridge makes the song. Yes. And it's, so you got this yeah. long string of thought. And so I feel like this is like a much more polished version of what Reckless Love could have yeah. been or should have been. I needed rescue. My sin was heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan, but you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future. My eyes are open. Because when you called my name and it like goes back into the chorus, I thought that was kind of, I thought that was kind of neat too. A a very, very smooth transition back into the chorus. The way that they structured this chorus again, which I found to be really fun and is musically masterclass. I I would say uh, dynamically is that the first line of the the chorus is you called my name, but it feels like a pre-chorus in that it kind of is. It's, before several measures before because the, the actual the rhythmic chorus. Yeah. first like tonic chord yeah. that comes in when, uh, is on grave. I ran out of that grave and that's where the chorus comes in musically. But yeah. the sentence is starting with you called my name. Yeah. And, um, and then the sentence continues. It doesn't stop with the word grave. It says out of the darkness into your glorious day. That's the end of the sentence. Yeah, that's like that's like a long run on sentence. And so what's cool is that they because they have backed up the lyrics to be sort of in a pre-chorus rhythm. Yeah, you can link it to that bridge Mm -hmm. as a run on sentence. Oh, wow. So it goes. It's like I have a future. My eyes are open because when you called my name, they could you could finish there. Yeah. And then the chorus is because. Yeah, I think it's clever how that fits together right yeah. and, and the way they do the bridge is they they chunk it up instead of doing a call and response or like question and answer kind of like a and b they do a blah 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 when you called my name yeah <laughs> like they just make it another line in the bridge yeah. and so and and in the live show it's it's interesting that even though it's complicated in that way when the people he- hear the end of that that bridge they know to immediately say when you call my name and they don't immediately like 
jump in the chorus stuff, they like yeah. w- they hang on it because it's dynamically interesting the mm-hmm. way that it's it is. drawn yeah. out. Oh, it is so interesting. And then explodes. Yeah. And that is the purpose of dynamic. The, the purpose of dynamics in any song is to highlight a phrase that is important, right? So, like, if for example, in the song "Oceans," they do the slow build on the bridge, which everybody knows. You know, it's a uh, spirit yeah. lead me, or my Come strength on. is without borders. trust is without borders. Trust is yeah. sorry, I said strength. Um, and so, it, as it builds, it builds and builds and builds and builds. Their dynamic is to say, "Let us." focus on this phrasing for a while and let it build in your spirit. Mm -hmm. That's a dynamic device Mm -hmm. meant to, you know, focus on that idea. This, however, is a let's halt the song. And this phrase is the most important, even though the chorus is going to continue on. Yeah. The whole thing about you called my name and I, I ran out of that grave is the most important thing that the song wants you to hear dynamically. I almost think that the music is doing something theologically because it stops when it says you called my name. Like if you think about it, it, if you think about it, like if you have that moment where you feel, you feel that God is calling your name, Mm. you have that moment where like you feel like God is actually like calling you, like drawing you to himself. Right. It does stop everything. Like I remember like, like it just hitting me like a freight train one day right. when I was like 15 years old, like, wait, God loves me. Like, that's crazy. You know, it, it does. It like puts a pause on like everything that's going on, you know? Interesting. So, so whoever, <laughs> whoever musically wrote the dynamic changes in this, whoever did that, and it must've been a committee. It couldn't have just, couldn't have been just the drummer. It couldn't have been just the lyricist or it couldn't have been just the musical background, the guitar and stuff. Everybody was making a conscious decision about, this kind of drawn out like moment where the dynamics change so rapidly. And so that to me makes the yeah. song musically a 10, yeah. the lyrics and subject matter behind them make it a 10. And then, yeah. um, scriptural stuff makes it a 10. Yeah. So of the three categories. Yeah. And then in my personal opinion, it worships hard. Yeah, I think it does. No, it, it does. <laughs> I love worshiping this song. The, 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 the yeah. song does in fact worship yeah. real hard. So I would say, um, for me, if I have anything against it, it might be that um, it's a little bit simplistic when it comes to the verses. It's not super specific about like uh, who it's talking to. Yeah. But you kind of know because of what it's saying. Um, you kind of get a few of those um, predictable rhymes with like yeah. weight and shade and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, That's true. That's but for true. me, I think... Um, I think I would not like this song as much as I do without the bridge. I think the bridge really fleshes it out and makes it like kind of a testimony song. So that's kind of how I use it. Like I say, come on, like when we're, if I might say something like, um, come on guys, we're going to sing cause this is the good news. And if this is your story, sing these words with us, Yeah, you know, my sin was broken my sin was hit. That's another like yeah. that's another superpower of this, yeah. like a special ability is that this one uh allows for like teaching and it allows for like uh, a worship moment. That's true it does. Do you, it know, has I mean? the Do you know what I mean? There. Mm-hmm. So um special ability insert worship leader sermon. Right. So <laughs> right. So like you could do like you could do right before the bridge you could like have everybody like stop and just go like doom 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 on the kick or on the clap. floor. Yeah. People clap in and you'd say, all right, we're about to sing this next thing. Yeah. Just like in a marvelous light. 
Oh, I, mean, I love Marvel. I know. <laughs> I wish that was on this list. That would be eleven. Not nearly as popular. Yeah. Except like our circle, like because right. we used to yeah. play it all the time. Um, I give this one a nine. Wow. I, was I don't think nine. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's pretty close. Yeah. Oh, so we flip flopped. I was a nine <laughs> on the one. And you were, yeah. We flip flopped. Yeah, I give I'm, it yep. a ten. I'm also going nine. So, so that's another that's another uh, thirty eight. Or 28, uh, 28. 28. Yeah. S rank, baby. Sorry. Math is hard. I was, I'm surprised that you didn't give it a 10. I thought you uh, were like super It's one love of my favorites. It, it okay. is one of my favorites. But you're being objective. I'm trying to be objective. Yeah, no, I got you. I'm, I'm there with you, bud. Okay. Moving on. Next up is The Lion and the Lamb. Yeah, that's basically uh, about how I feel about that it. That is, isn't yeah. <laughs> Okay, the Lion and the Lamb. I think it's uh, is it Phil Wickham who does this one? No, maybe maybe it's not. Oh, uh, Leland. Uh, it's Leland, right? Oh, it's Leland. Yep. Okay, so we actually yep. have a Leland original. Not on the not top just a Brandon Heath and Leland. Yeah. Okay, or um, Leland covering um, yeah something by a awesome Nigerian worship leader. Mm-hmm. But an, also part of Bethel Music Publishing. Yes. I'm telling you, man, they're getting they're yeah, getting their hands yeah. on a lot of pies. You know what I'm well, saying? Oh, if yeah. they got that many songs on the top 20 CCLI list, then they're kind of raking in those royalties. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I, I gushed about the last one. Yeah. I will keep my mouth shut for a little Bob, while. Bob, you want to start us off on this one? Yeah. Mm. I will say that one of the things I do like about this song is that um, until you get to the bridge... There is very, I feel like there's not much repetition here. Okay. Yeah. And that's something that I've spoken about before that, 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 that I, that I struggle with is like when you're just saying the same line over and over and over again. Right. Now you do that a little bit in the bridge, which is, which is fine, which is fine. I mean, I'm not completely against it. I'm against it being used everywhere. And so, 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 so that is one thing that I really do like about this song is, is that, is that there's not a lot of repetition. Okay. Um, Obviously, the name being the Lion, the Lamb, you see this, the, 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 mm-hmm. these, uh, these lyrics, the, this, con- the, this contrast of the Lion, the Lamb being used back and forth in the lyrics, and I think that's kind of neat. You don't see this, the, okay. the, the, this pushing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth consistently, yeah. in in most other songs, and so, so I, I can, I can appreciate that part of it. Um, so I, I do, um, um, I, I do wonder about the depth of this song. Um, and, and that, and that's one of the things I, that I struggle with greatly with this song is, is, is yeah. that it seems very, very, um, shallow. Yeah. Um, the, the, this is one of the stereotypical songs where someone hears it and they think, well, also anyone can write a Christian worship song in a way. And, 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 and that's a struggle. That's a struggle for me. That, that one guy who wrote, um, spirit in the sky said that he was like, Oh, I saw a gospel guy talking. I was like, Oh, I can write a worship song. <laughs> right right so yeah. um okay um yeah no so, so, so th- those are my opening comments now you guys are much more musically and technically yeah. inclined in this way so so I'd, I'd like to hear more of your input on this lyrically i don't think it's very strong but i think that it does yeah. some good things um mm-hmm. i wouldn't it, say that it's the yeah. weakest of lyrically of of, the, of our list oh no um i would say that the fact that it's called the lion and the lamb i feel like um some people pick titles like that mm-hmm. because they know that it has like a cool like ring but it's more for like the coolness of the the phrase itself i don't think in the lyrics he really elicits more out of that phrase than 
Does he like really go into depth to describe why what a he's lion, the lion in the land? No. Now, no, it does it does say a lot of really good things about Jesus. It's very mm-hmm. ge- it's yeah. a Jesus general song I would call it. Yeah. Jesus kind of general song. So it's just like let me pick a few things that have already been said about Jesus and a lot of other songs and we'll just like bring yeah. those yes. bring yeah. those back yeah. to the, the the most description he gets here is is with he's roaring with power and fighting our battles. Um, and every knee will bow. And then it says, and then regarding the lamb, it says for the sin of the world, his blood breaks the chains and every knee will bow before the line. So, so once again, that's about as deep as it gets regarding that imagery of lion lamb. He's fighting our battles yeah. like a lion and he died for our sins yeah. like a sacrificial lamb. So it seems like, it. it seems like what he was trying to do was to say like a lion, like roaring a, on the inside like well he's <laughs> well like a like a lion he's very fierce now yeah. i will say that in contrast i don't see much in terms of him described as a lamb that's true he kind of has more Our of god a, is the lamb the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world his blood breaks the chains um and that's about it it doesn't really expound on he doesn't talk about lamb his lambness versus lamb-ness. Like versus uh, he talks a lot about him being very ferocious and, and fighting the battles. So like, for example, um, even the chorus itself, our God is a lion, the lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles and every knee will bow before him. Our, our God is a lamb, the lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains yeah, I get that. But but then there is a bit more of a depth to like Jesus as the lamb that was slain. Yeah, there. Um, and I think um, it is a reason why we give Jesus glory aside from the fact that he is powerful like a lion. He is also a lamb that was sacrificed for our sins. And right. so it doesn't really expound on that. Um, I think that other I, than like, I think it's very God surface level. powerful. Yeah. It's very surface level for yeah. the subject matter. If I was to write a song with the line of the lamb, not saying I could do a better job than him, but um, I, what, what I would probably do is I would do verse one all about his lioness and mm-hmm. make it at least four to like four to eight lines. You're coming up with a good idea for a song right now. Yeah. And then that's interesting. Maybe we, should, <laughs> we should talk about this more. And then, like this. and then a chorus yeah. that incorporates both of those things a little more profoundly or more generally. And then verse two, I would do about how he is a lamb and the many different ways he is a lamb. Sure. And, and then the bridge would be about how, how there is a unity between those two ideas yeah. and about how they are the one and the same. Yeah. I would have talked about like um, the garden of Gethsemane where Jesus right. is like praying, like let this cup pass for me. And it's kind of showing like the way that he's going to be like slain and how he's like taking right. that upon himself. But then like, even in that moment, it shows that he's still in control because Peter ends up like cutting a guard's ear off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he says, he says, no, 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 don't fight. Don't fight. Yeah. So that's kind of showing the lamb aspect of the peacefulness, the gentleness. But, yeah. but then he goes and he like heals the guy's ear so it still shows that he's in control of things. So that's kind of more like the lion, right? Having the power. I would even go one. There's step a lot of like theological things you can play with there. I would even go yeah. one step further about the lamb imagery, which I feel like is very significant mm-hmm. in that yep. he himself has taken the the name of like the the descriptor of a shepherd, right? Yeah. So if he's a shepherd and we are all sheep, how does that further extrapolate who Jesus was and the fact that he became a sheep? Yeah, he's the shepherd who became the sheep, not just any sheep, but the sheep that was slaughtered, 
Right. And so what I mean is that he relinquished control and became human, but remained in control. So there's a duality of lion and lamb. There's a lot deeper theology. So, (laughs) but, but maybe this, maybe the point of the song is that he was not, Mm -hmm. he was just scratching the surface as a celebratory thing. And that's okay. I'm just saying that if the song is the lion and the lamb, and then he just says like, Lord, you are almighty, you are almighty. And that kind of thing. I feel like he kind of, he missed maybe an opportunity to say more about the relationship. Yeah. He, he, he really did a surface level job of a, of a subject matter. I would consider be pretty serious. Yeah. Matter. And I would say yeah. one more thing about the theology and the lyrics is, um, I always try to think like, where does the Trinity come into play in most songs? And yeah. this one kind of like muddies it up a little bit because it doesn't really say, Um, it doesn't really clearly mark out that like we're singing to Jesus. Like it says, our God is the lion. Our God is the lamb, which is true. We believe Jesus was God. Um, but there's not like a distinction where it talks about like, who is Jesus in relationship to the father? He doesn't like go into that at all. It just kind of like compounds the Trinity into the Mm -hmm. role of the son. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think, I think this is amazing. Grace does a better job of mm. saying, well, this one is focused on Jesus, the son. And, know? and to, and to play devil's advocate to my own argument, not every song has to be in depth. Right. right. Maybe the point yeah. he was making was the song's not in depth, but for a, for a song that has quite a long lyric yeah. line I'm reading, he does a lot of repeating in it, which maybe yeah. again is his thing, but he, he really surface level scratches again by saying who can stop the Lord almighty. Yes. That doesn't really, uh, relate to the lion and the lamb. Well, it's it, it's it's talking about the power and God mm. going to battle. So once again, it's emphasizing that lion, while I don't want to say ignoring the lamb, but not giving much emphasis to the lamb. Right. So it's mm-hmm. it's talking about the power basically. Yeah. And and that it, that is pretty evident in Revelation when so, they use the lion yeah, and yeah, the lamb I mean, imagery. I mean, but yeah, his point is, who can stop it? Of course, no one can. And we, which right. is why we repeat it over and over again, reemphasizing. Mm-hmm. You can ask a question all you want, but you're never going to find an answer. You're not going to find an answer because no one can. <laughs> so I give this one, I give this one a six. Okay. Mm. I would go seven. I think that one of its strengths is like its catchiness as like an opening song. Uh, um, but I do think that there's, I, I have some slight issues with the lyrics. So I think that yeah. knocks down okay. seven for me. So. I think I'm also going seven. Yeah. I like the music quite a bit, but it's uh, I, I think the, the the lyrics and theology could be more deep, more more solid. Um, m- m- mostly with the lyrics, so there's nothing inherently wrong with the theology. It's not. It's not uh, really. But, 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 as, as Zach pointed out, you could definitely do a lot more regarding the Trinity aspect of that. But for me, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go seven. Another thing, uh, just a just a caveated, like a, just a icing on the cake. Musically, the the way the melody line strikes me is very repetitive in that mm-hmm. the chorus goes like this. The lion of It does kind of repeat that. That little, uh, that phrase over and over. Yeah. Compared to it's a repeated phrase, yeah, right. Compared to mm-hmm. I came out of that grave, yeah. which dynamically is different yeah, yeah. throughout and very. I really, uh, yeah, I compare Lion and the Lamb a lot to This Is Amazing Grace. Like I think it's kind of doing a lot of the same things. In I some think, ways, I think, I think Amazing this, Grace does them better, though. I do too. Well, yeah. Well, we, yeah, well, yeah. We, we definitely agree with that one because we rank cool. that one S. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so where where does um, Lion and the Lamb fall? With a seven seven six, that it's puts another us at B. twenty. So that's that's barely a B, but it's still a B. All right, so, so that it's one a high B. B. 
Oh, a high B? It's a high B. Okay, so it's a B plus. Okay, yeah, it's I'm a fine B plus. with that. That's good. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay yeah. Hey, our thing has worked. It has no, worked. It has. I think everything has fallen about where I would want it to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, next one is uh, Lord, I Need You. No need to this talk about this, this one, boys. This one's all calling, right? No one needs to talk about this one at all. Just 10. Let's call it a day. Let's just all three of us agree it's a 10. <laughs> no. I, it, uh, I can be objective about this song. I'm probably still going to give it a high rank, but we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, me first? No, 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 you know what? I'll go ahead and start. This, okay. this is... Um, this song, I, I've got some emotional bias towards this song. Me too. Um, so this song, when, when I got my, my current job where I'm a software engineer now... Um, I had just gotten back from China and, um, and I, my most memorable, uh, of, of this, uh, playing of this song was me driving into Paducah for that final interview where I would later get this position and me just worshiping out going into an interview. Uh, and so just reminding myself that this isn't about me, it's about God and that yeah. everything that I've done up until this point, uh, where he's led me through China back to the States, preparing me. And, and uh, you know, just, just setting everything in line. It's about it's about re- my reliance on him. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for that reliance, I would not be where I've been placed. And it, wow. it, it, so it met, this song so means a lot to me. part of your testimony me. then. Yes. This yeah. song is part of my testimony too, but it's cool. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this became yeah. my favorite song right when I had the, like, the kind of like, uh, 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 what would you call that? the the revival of my spirit after the whole like ALS thing when I was just like yeah. whatever I'm gonna like sing like whatever um I hear I'm, you I hear I'm just you. gonna say these are the these are the points that make it a 10 for me Go ahead. I, I don't think I'll be swayed out of a 10 um f- okay first things first it's simplistic because it needs to be I it's think like the simplistic a works in its favor it's on this it's one. like a needle point yeah. of of importance and it's and it never deviates from the exact focus of what it's talking about, and it's it's so much a relatable song in that everyone deals with everyone is in a situation at some point in their life where they really have like a desperate call to the Lord, and that's what this song is. And so often in my life, I've had those where I'm just like, man, I have no other choice but to mm-hmm. like call out to God right now. <laughs> um, and I've made the case too that this song is a song that you should sing when you're not doing badly. Uh, which people have, you know, agreed. But mm-hmm. if you are in like the lowest point, yeah. you could just sit in your room and sing this without a guitar and it would just like hit you so hard. You, you yeah. know what? That's a great point. I, I mean, mine was was when I was at one of my highest, you know, I'm coming back. God's guiding me. I, yeah. I'm riding on that high that that of, of coming off of the mountain right. of spending so much time in God's presence. And coming back to the clinical real world, so to speak, you know, coming back right. from China and relying on him. And, and, and so, 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 but that's really neat that this song works just as well coming from the high as it does coming from the low. Listen to this situation and tell me how crazy versatile the song is. It's like, I acknowledge in my good times that I need you. Like, yeah. Lord, you, you are my one. Def- it's like a proclamation song, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Then you flip flop it and you're like at your lowest point about to stab yourself in the arm with a heroin needle and you lay it down and you say, Lord, I like come to you right now at my yeah. lowest point and I need you right now. And so to me, it works both ways. And then I'm going to talk about the lyrics and how well they're constructed, even as simple as it is. This second um, verse is so incredibly strong. Lyrically. Oh, it is. It is yeah. where sin runs deep. Your grace is more. 
And where grace is found is where, where you, you are. are. And where you are, Lord, I am free. That's my favorite verse. Oh too. my God. Oh, it's so, uh, excuse me. Oh my gosh. I don't want to, I don't know if that's considered using the Lord's name. I'm sorry if that's the case, but, uh, <laughs> my God, I need you, you know? So, um, when I hear those lyrics, it just hits me so, so deep yeah. within me. Um, and I think, um, <laughs> I would biasly say that I feel like it's very Wesleyan because it's about relying on God's grace and not just grace in terms of like God had grace. And so he forgave me for my sin, but grace in terms of like, it's a, th- it's a positive that gets added to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like grace is like a substance that you can like ask from God right. and get more and more of, and you just need it more and more. Uh-huh. And then like the fact that it's like a, a changed heart kind of thing that goes with it. Like in the bridge where it says, teach my song to rise to you when temptation comes my way. There's like a learning how to be closer to God and latch onto that grace more and more throughout your whole life. Yeah. Like I think that's, it's very it's classically Christian. And I think I would say even maybe, maybe Wesleyan from my own point of view yes. <laughs> kind of song. And you know? also, yeah. so now I've talked about, I've talked about uh, scripturally. I, I mean, we can, well, first of all, mm-hmm. well, I, haven't, I haven't really talked about the scriptural, but I've talked about it lyrically, but scripturally, obviously it lines up. It's very simplistic. Yeah. Now it would be like if you took maybe a one or two verses and then extrapolated on it, that's kind of what he has decided to do. But the truth is this is, this is very loosely based on a hymn called Lord. I need thee every hour. I need thee every hour. Uh, yeah. yes. yes. But that hymn, great hymn, that hymn is, and I've, and I've saying it here on the pod, we've done it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, um, what I'm what I'm getting to is that though it's based on that, I think it takes on almost a different cast than the hymn itself in that, like Zach said, it very, very focused specifically on, I think, the desperation and uh, a, a need for grace. The admission that we need it. Yeah. yeah like the, yep. the humbling of yourself. Yeah. Like you, like how hard is it for a non-Christian to say, like, I can't do it on my own? Like, that's what I say is what's significant about this song because it's, and then, and then the bridge again is like what I would say is the best thing you could ever do with a bridge is to have a separate idea that relates to the original idea, but further illustrates the idea. And what he says in the bridge is, so teach me, teach me God to continue to, to think this yeah. way when temptation is around. And yeah. when I fail, teach me to fall onto you with that failure. Which is such a beautiful line. And then yeah. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. And you can extrapolate a lot from that, but basically yeah. that mentality is so close to the, to, to the heart of what it really means to be a Christian for me is, is the idea that, we come to God with everything, including our failure. It's, Oh man, I'm getting goosebumps. Just thinking about it. I love, love, yeah. love this song it is it. I can't, I, okay. I know why it's on the list. Yeah. Uh, I, it's been my fair worship song for as okay. long as it's been out. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, I want to know what you think about this. Okay. So here's a criticism I've heard of this song. I'm not saying I completely agree with it. It's fine. Go ahead. There's a, some people raise the singability issue about it. Because there's an octave jump in the song ah. in the way that it's originally recorded. No, so that to me is one of the most it gives dynamically powerful, powerful aspects yeah. of the song. Yeah. Because, because you've been singing about this 
and so and 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 and, and, um, and so now you I mean it's a flat out climate and where you are Lord I am free that needs yeah. to be an octavier I, I but think you're right though there is it a good, sounds like it's needed there but yes. does that do you leave the congregation behind when you do that I don't think so now, because I have an experience I feel like I've experienced congregations still singing now, out at that not point not only that but they can yeah. just stay low yeah a lot of people I think in my experience when yeah. I've worshiped the song stay low if they can't mm-hmm. get up there and it's fine because it just sounds like the leader of the worship team is doing like sort of like a, a fill for a minute yeah. you know what I mean yeah. but 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 this not only does it give that dynamic that you're talking about but also it's it's just it's it's crying out it's like when sin runs deep your grace is more your grace is found is where you quiet, are quiet and then yeah. explosive and, 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 yes yeah. and now, now you're crying out I agree it adds are, to the dynamics of the Lord, song I am yeah. free so it's it, 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 it emphasizes yeah. the message so well I'm acknowledging your point though you're right yeah. so could you make that argument I, I think there are some people that say you could make the yeah. argument but yeah I would say that most people that know the song or have done it in their church mm-hmm. are okay with just staying low yeah. so here's here's one thing that we've done this was actually a CJ thing we had CJ on the podcast okay. a while back so CJ taught me this method of doing the song without the octave jump where you do it in, I'm not sure this is my favorite way to hear the song, but I kind of see where he was coming from with it. You do it. Um, I think it's two whole steps lower. So down to G. Okay. You skip, you kind of skip the octave jump, but really you kind of just start high yeah. because you're down lower. And then you have a girl lead the bridge. Because the bridge kind of ends up in a different spot. It, goes, uh, 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 uh. it sounds good. It works really well. Like if it's just like a guy with an acoustic and like a girl backup singer. Yeah. It's a lot more of like a chilled out version. But it okay. does make it technically more singable. <laughs> so what I would say to that point is um, that just shows that the song itself is versatile. Because like you said, yeah. you actually don't have to do the octave jump. Yeah, Even I, if you're, I mean, you can I, lead no. it without the octave jump. It'd be as, less dynamic. As, as, as someone in yeah. the crowd, I will admit that I tend to be disappointed when the octave jump doesn't happen. Right. So like, if like I, the leader but, but, doesn't do it. Yes. Mean. But but, that, but yeah. that's more that's more of my own personal biases. I totally yeah. get exactly what you're saying. If yeah. if I was to be fair and do it uh, like three whole steps up. So where it like breaks the difference. And I yeah. sing like uh where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Grace is found where you are, and where you are, Lord, I. So you're am not free. going up, but you're starting higher. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of the same idea. And so, yeah, but that you would, re- I, I would argue that then I would yell at my, I wouldn't yell at them, but I would yell <laughs> at the worship team to to be like, you better build this somehow, somehow. Yeah, yeah, and you so can compensate for it. Yeah, right. So but I, th- I think to, to make I think if you, sound different. I think if yeah. the musicians know what they're doing, I think you can lead it in a way that it does that the singability issue isn't an issue with your congregation. Okay. So, so Colin, you're looking at a 10. I, I, I'm a 10 or tw- uh, 11 or whatever you <laughs> want to say. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if there's any reason not to give yeah. it a 10. It, objectively, uh, I lean more towards eight just be, because, because hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm, let me finish now. Objectively, I lean towards eight by all the standards because there is a bit more repetition in this one. Okay. Um, and and you are right when the lyrics are somewhat shallow, but done extremely poetically. Yeah. Um, however, my biases is definitely pulling that up to a ten because because this there song we go. because the execution 
despite its simplicity, execution, and my own personal emotional biases yeah. towards it, I can't okay. help but give it. Bob, a I almost called you wrong for the first time on the podcast. You guys win. I'll give it a ten. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's so make this a new rank. A perfect score. <laughs> let's make a new rank and call it SS. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do it, Bob. Uh, okay. So, all right, great. Let's let's keep the ball rolling. I'm sorry we are lingering so long. Yeah. On yeah these. Let, 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 let's get one more. I think we got time for one more. Okay. okay. King of my heart. Let the king of my heart. This Maybe is gonna end on a bad note. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but we, but we got our, uh, we got our other S. We got two other S tiers in there. We did. We got okay, two so more guesses doing, in there. This is gonna be a bad one okay, for me. This one oh, I haven't sorry. thought about as sorry, much. Guys. So if somebody else wants to start, I mean, I've heard this one a bunch, but Colin, you want to start? I've been, I've been ranting so much about, uh, about. Uh, Colin, let, 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 let me be straight with you here for just a second. We'll take a slight sidestep. Okay. Some okay. of your rants is what makes this podcast so enjoyable. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Okay. Fine. I will. Let me just say this. Colin, this- you are good. Good. Oh. Oh boy. <laughs> You're making that You're score good. go down. Good. Um, I, this oh. is one of the. This is one of the most um, directionless, surface level songs on the list. I would almost argue. Directionless. That's the word I've been looking for for this song. You're right. Yeah. Directionless. It's called King of My Heart because that's a very general term. I think that Bethel is sort of notorious for having very general songs that don't really have great direction. Um, Now, there are exceptions. I've heard some good ones, but this one is a case of, like, in contrast, we're going to do Good, Good Father at some point. I think it's further down the list. In contrast, the Good, Good Father song at least has direction, even though it's repetitive. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good, good father. It's who you are, who you are. But this one is just, man, it is, it is like, it is milk toast. <laughs> it, it is, okay. Like, let me, let me ask you this, Colin. Yeah. Who is this song about? If you're just reading right. the lyrics. Do we, do we, do we, do we hear any mention of God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit? Do we hear anything close to father, Lord? Yes. Nothing. E- even, even, Nothing. even in reckless love, there was, uh, there was at the end of verse three, I believe it was where he mentions Jesus specifically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, in well, no, he says God throughout the whole thing. That's, that's true. That's why I said, okay, at least he mentions God. And he says God. This does not say uh, the and name the, who's, of God. Who's the king of your or, heart? I don't know. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's Mick Jagger for 1970s ladies. I have I have no idea. <laughs> who's the king of Bartertown? Master Blaster. <laughs> right. Master Blaster runs now, Bartertown. Now, obviously, because this is written by Bethel. And it, and it uses certain phrases. You can infer yeah. that they are referencing one of the three trinities. Um, is this Bethel? I believe it is Bethel Music. And it is that yeah, one girl, Stephanie, Stephanie, whatever. Well, what's is. funny Cause, is cause it looks like the, this was actually a John Mark McMillan song. It's John Mark McMillan and he sings it with his wife. Um, but it is a like, again, Bethel can like bring in like other guest writers and stuff. That's kind of their thing is it was published by Bethel. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, uh, okay. It's Stephanie Gertzening. I'm not a fan of hers. Oh, that's a, okay. That's a version of hers. But it was John Mark McMillan and his wife. I've heard that version. John Mark McMillan. I have a whole lot of respect for, for his song. Oh, how he loves, but I'm sorry, John Mark McMillan. If you wrote these lyrics, then I have to say that you did not write good lyrics. (laughs) Let the King of my heart be the mountain where I run the fountain. I drink from, Oh, he, he is my song. Let the King of my heart be the shadow where I hide 
the ransom for my life. Oh, he is my son. Okay, the ransom for my life is a little bit more pointing towards Jesus because I don't know who else could be the ransom. But for the your life. be the shadow where I hide that I don't I don't even think that's scriptural. That's shadow. I, I sing beneath the shadow of your wings. I mean, yeah, the, that's yeah, true. Like, but you're not hiding. You're not like. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think it's inferring that like you mm-hmm. you would like have to hide from. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I'm sure there's there's scriptural stuff for it, but because you are good, you are good. Oh, oh, is just yeah. tired and lazy. It, it, no, it is. <laughs> and it's, then it's, it's repetitive it, and it's lazy. And, and then the, at, at least repetition yeah. and Lord, I need you. Yeah, is is, is at least emphasizing and, and expanding on. I feel it, like, and so so it's, <sighs> it's it's where it needs to be. Whereas this is just literally the same four words of you I are think, good. Oh, uh, three. Uh, yeah, yeah, four words. You are good. Oh, oh, you are good. You are good. Oh, oh. To play devil's advocate. You are good. Oh, oh. I think I had heard one time uh, one of the songwriters, I don't know if it was John Mark McMillan's wife or not, but somebody was saying that like it it started off as kind of a just a repeated prayer kind of thing. So it was like something that she would say um, just like silently in her head Mm -hmm. and kind of she'd like kind of breathe and like repeat that sort of thing as sort of like a focusing, like centering kind of prayer. Some people okay. call it centering prayer. Okay. Um, yeah. I've, 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 I've and done so I think point. it came out of that, but I still think that even if you wanted to do that, and even if you had, cause we've ranked songs with repetitive choruses somewhat highly on this list so well, far. Repetitive chorus makes sense. That's I mean, okay. You're, you're if the verse is, is the illustrating is, what the it's like repetitive what I, chorus it's is It's like for. what I said with reckless love. Like, yeah. okay. Give me some like fill out this thought and maybe we'll buy into the idea that mm. God's love is reckless. Right. Even um, reckless love getting a what did I give it a seven? Mm-hmm. Even reckless love giving it giving that a seven comes yeah. from four other aspects of the song, which are yeah. the music was interesting. <laughs> right. The lyrics at least seem like focused on a certain point, which was God's love. Yeah. And he he reminds the the listener that it is God he is talking about several times. Whereas this boring 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 musically boring lyrically <laughs> and then even when she's describing aspects of things in the verses they are not explicitly about god they are just like you are the this and my that mm-hmm. like and it's not even i mean like i verse think two, i think most of over half the song could be sung about somebody other than god and i have an issue with that <laughs> be the wind in my sails the anchor of my waves yeah uh, be the fire in my veins, the echo of my days. Yeah. That I'm like thinking of like so many love songs and yeah. things like your so, candle in the wind or like the song to a uh, little Sebastian from Parks oh, and Rec, your 10,000 candles in the wind. Oh. What's, what's 10,000 times better than a candle in the wind? <laughs> 10,000 candles in the wind. Love that. Um, so, um, okay. So this is, this hits a lot of the pet peeves that I hate about yeah. certain modern worship songs yeah. mm-hmm. for me, which is that it's very surface level. It's very repetitive. It's very easy now, musically. And it's, uh, it's, it's just kind of a song that doesn't really mean a lot. It has no direction to me. Now, let me take the slightly opposite approach here and say that, yes, I, I fully agree mm-hmm. with everything you guys have said thus far. However, I would argue that the, that the, vo- that the lyrics that are used are rather poetic that they they are they are descriptive in a I way that, like, that is not normally oh, used. You're I saying, like wind inside my sails. Yes, and, and the and anchor the, in the waves. Wait. Yeah, so you Some move those, me forward, and at yeah. the same time you keep me you, you keep me grounded and on the right. It's not fire, like that fire in bad. my veins yeah. and the echo in my days. No, the fire, no, I get that. I get that. That part's but fire inside my veins could be bad. 
pretty questionable, yes. right? An echo in my days. Yes. I be, mean, be eh. the mountain where I run, the fountain where I drink from. Yeah. Uh, let the king of my heart be the. Sh- I yeah, probably would have suggested yeah. some more visions, like if I was working with yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, and, 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 and similar similar to to Reckless Love, where I felt like it was kind of like half baked. Um, I feel like this one, in many ways, as you just said, Zach, yeah. you know, the revisions, I can, I, I would agree with that entirely. That this doesn't yeah. feel like it's been fully fleshed out. That the I'm lyrics, not trying to dissuade you from yeah. giving a better rating. I'm just saying that yeah. what yeah. you've just said. I don't know if I can fully agree with. And that's a fair statement. That's yeah. okay. You're allowed yeah. to have yeah. a different opinion. But yeah. what, but uh, it's, it's a free country, Colin. You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so furthermore, even though I know this isn't the thing of the song, but the versions I've heard are that Bethel chick, the Stephanie whatever thing. Okay. And she goes like that. Yeah. Huh? So you're saying st- even stylistically not good to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was right. it was displeasing to I think four of my five senses because I can't physically taste a song. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can. Do you have like a, do you have synesthesia? But, but, but are, are you touching the song? While I was touching my screen of my computer, listening to it, I was seeing it. colors and stuff. Yeah, yeah I was so, hearing colors. Yeah. And, and seeing smells. So um so basically, long story short, this gets a four. And that's okay. very generous. Okay. I had one more thing to say about the musicality of the yes, song. Go ahead. Go this ahead. one also has a lot of the same criticisms as Lord, I need you about singability because there's a bunch of different ranges in this song. Cause usually the girl who's singing is they a girl with really wide range and can go low. A lot of, a lot of female singers can't do an octave jump like yeah. that. Uh-huh. And, um, even professionally can't sometimes. And, uh, and yet, with Lord, I need you. I think it was utilized in a way that emphasized what the lyrics were saying, but this one, uh-huh. there's kind of no, like it's just at the appropriate point of the song. After a couple of verses, we do the going up thing. And then you get, um, John Mark McMillan coming in at the end with the low bridge. Yeah. You're never going to let, never going to let me go. I think it's never going to let, never going to nev- let me down. Maybe. Yeah. You're never going to let me down. And also yeah, it's very not very general. It's not very memorable. <laughs> Again, just uh, what, what were we gonna say there? Uh, yeah. yeah, just never let me down. That's I don't. Fine. I don't mean just to write like, that in. I don't mean to like rip it apart. I'm sure this song can bless I somebody. Um, yeah. I just, as, as we yeah. pointed out previously, we recognize yeah. that that, okay, that okay. all all of these songs have brought people to Christ. Don't come on, nice I, guy. I mean, now guys, I've been used by God. Right. So, but but yes, but we are ripping I don't, it apart. I don't want to just complain. For me, though, the biggest issue is that like most of the song could be just a love song to. Um, you know, the girl's boyfriend or something right. like it. You're the wind in my sails, your candle in the wind, you're the wind beneath yes. my wings. Like a candle in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm keeping you but, yeah. This could, this could be an Ario Speedwagon yeah. song. I, I, yeah. I will say that by <laughs> it would probably be really good. Is <laughs> by the third time we get to the, uh, by, by the third, you're never going to let, never going to let me down stanza. I'm, most of the time when the song's playing, I'm trying to keep from rolling my eyes because it's just I'm fully rolling. Like you hit next by that point, I'm I'm, I'm oh, rolling, baby. I, I, I this song isn't even one of my playlists. I don't okay. even put it in my playlist. Okay. But but oh, I'm talking about like in a worship I'm talking service about setting. on you know Pandora where you don't get to pick what's yeah. up next yeah. unless you pay. Uh, so okay, yeah. let's get to okay, the race. You said you said four. I'm thinking about a three though. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking about a four. Yeah. Yeah. And, also, I liked I liked four. Yeah, and and I'm 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 right there with you about right about a four. Uh. All right, you know what? Yeah, 
I'll be nice. I'll give it a four. Whatever. Okay. I don't okay. Care. No, you know what? I gave Waymaker, I think, a four. Or maybe I gave Who You Say I Am a four. Um, and I don't think this song is as good. Yes. I'm giving it a three. Okay. So it's three, four, four. We might, this one might be pretty, I expected that this one would be pretty low. It'll be a C, I think. In our rankings. Yes. Based, it'll be a low C. Uh, so yeah, so, that, so, so that's an 11. That's just barely a C. Okay. Okay. There um, you go. Are we way over time, Bob? Oh, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty over time. Okay. Then let's, uh, let's call it, uh, let's, let's, that, I like that. Um, oh, I'm yeah, hearing, we, yeah, we, we are way over time. I'm hearing that <laughs> alarm buzzer from who wants to be a millionaire. They're like right in the middle of it, but it's like, that's fine. Oh, we gotta come back next week. Okay. So people listening probably don't even remember who wants to be a millionaire. What's good is that we might have just enough for a final full episode of, again, cause, okay. Yeah. So we have uh, we can go past one, two, twenty. There's actually have, CCLI top one hundred. So we have six more <laughs> that we could do for just the top twenty, and I think we yeah. could flush those out at about this. I mean, we only did yeah. six this time, and we're way over. So yeah, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I, I, you know, I this isn't. I am I am being mostly myself, but I you know, I don't really have as harsh negative feelings. As, and if you listen to this yeah. podcast, you are good. You are good. So you are good. Oh, <laughs> so here, you know, um, in the end, uh, look again, I, I do think if, if God can use it to glorify uh, himself in the, in the kingdom and, and our community can, uh, bring people we're to just, through we're it. We're just trying to help the yeah. worship of God's people be stronger through good Absolutely. lyrics. That's a good way to, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's exactly what it is. Uh, it would be amazing if somebody like, uh, Leland just like emailed us and was like, Hey, I heard what you said about my song. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to do? You're trying to front. Let me come on the podcast. Talk about how good your song. I would are. love it. If Leland came on the podcast, Oh, what if he ranked every one of our podcast songs, like a two, <laughs> <laughs> they might. Uh, oh man. <laughs> anyway. So, but, yeah, um, thank you so for much. listening. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, uh, check us out on, uh, all the places you get your podcast. Check us out on Patreon. If you want to be a patron, Uh, and we will talk to you next time yeah buddy peace love you